Welcome back to Nancy Goodame Space Ranger. This is going to be chapter 5. It's a longer one now. It's going to go on for about 20 minutes. So, and there's a whole pile of shenanigans in it. If you've listened to the first few, you know the crack. It's a sort of mix of messing and sci-fi storytelling. Uh, up to this point, there's uh, been a bit of an adventure. The first Ancient Mars has gone awry. And um, it's probably easier to listen to the first four chapters, but you don't have to either. You can just jump in and see if you can get on with the messing. Okay, here we go. Chapter five. What do ye want? The question was asked by a small, squat, stocky Martian woman. She'd been standing inside the entrance to what looked like a grain silo on the outside and appeared to have interrupted a solo game of marbles to ask the question. Behind her were multiple tiers of balconies with tables and chairs set on them. Mission Specialist Nancy McGinley, Mission Specialist Bart Staunton, Hababble, Gobbersnatch, Buttadaw, Flirt and the Sheriff had just walked into the building. The Sheriff climbed up onto the first tier slash balcony and sat down at one of the tables. Mission Specialist Nancy McGinley, Mission Specialist Bart Staunton, Hababble, Gobbersnatch, Buttadaw, Flirt and the woman followed. Mission Specialist Nancy McGinley, Mission Specialist Bart Staunton, Hababble, Gubbersnatch, Buttada and Fernt copied the Sheriff's sitting down idea. Did she not hear me? What will it be? Sheriff, the woman asked. Breakfasts all around Martina. The Sheriff then glanced at his companions and repeated himself. Six breakfasts all around. So six breakfasts, please, he added. The smell in the place was delicious. Bart instantly decided it was the most delicious food smell he had ever smelled. He knew that hunger is a good sauce, as is eight months of dehydrated rations in a cramped spacecraft, but even factoring both these things into the equation, he was certain the smell was about as good as food could smell. What's the breakfast? he asked. Oh, sorry, do you not have them on earth? answered the bobble. Breakfast is a meal eaten at the beginning of the day. I know everyone has already been up for ages, but it's too early to be eating dinner or tea. Who are your new friends, Sheriff? asked the woman. Ah, oh, just two Artians. Would you believe they had set up camp in the middle of the Bontoglian Plain? Hey, crazy stuff. With a glimp on the loose? Shocking. And after poor Snitter and McGongle was eaten too. I wouldn't bind, but himself and the wife had a holiday book for the end of the month. Do you know, that would have been the first time they were away in six years, what with the Jupiterian invasion. Ertians, you say? That's the second time today someone has mentioned Ertians. The Sherubian guard ran into a male one this morning. Seemingly, he was a bit of a flute. Oh, that's nice, Martina, interrupted the sheriff. But could you just get the six breakfast quickly? Because Nancy here just killed a glimp. And Arndlow and Jemima and the deputy have all been killed themselves. So, you know, we're pretty hungry. Of course, sir, said the woman. She then turned on her heel and began walking down the stairs to the first level. Hang on, wait, shouted Nancy. You said another Arthur was spotted. Where was that? The woman stopped and half turned. Uh, up on this Gruntolian hill somewhere. But you'll be wasting your time trying to find him. The Jupiterians picked him up about... Uh, 40 dipples ago. They're probably halfway back to Jupiter by now. The woman then half turned back in the direction of level one, walked over to a small hatch on the wall and yelled, Six breakfast! She then scratched her head, scratched her arse, and flashed a thumbs up back at the group. Bart! 
Jerry must be still alive. Ah, well, good for him, Nancy. Yes, agreed the sheriff. Very good for him. Being still alive is the best kind of being alive. Although, unlucky for your friend, he's been kidnapped by Jupiterians. If he was kidnapped by Jupiterians, which is hard to know, really, you know, because the Sherbian garb can be a bit of a spoofer. Sorry. Do you mind if I interrupt? asked the bubble. It was not really a question. Borva means to say he wanted Bart, Nancy, butted off front and the sheriff to listen to him. Those breakfasts are going to take a couple of dipples to generate. So now might be a good time to remind the listener about what has been going on. You know, most of them will have never been in an Obtarian canteen before and, just like Bart and Nancy, it's probably their first time on Mars. Fine, said Nancy. I'll do it, seeing as it's my story. You will do no such thing. I'm the sheriff and I'm the most important person at the table. So I get to do it. The rest of you can listen. Except you two, Flirt and Bonadar. You two only have bit parts in this story, so you can space off and think about the next Nangleball game if you want. Yes, Sheriff, replied Bonadar. Okay, Sheriff, replied Flirt. The Sheriff cleared his throat. <coughs> it all began during Scrumptolian eight and a quarter, which I suppose would be something like late northern autumn to an earther. Did this story not begin four chapters ago, with the arrival of the first earther crewed mission to planet Mars? asked the bobble. Oh my no, it began long before that. And well you should know it. Although to be fair, you're a bit of a dipstick. And I suppose most of your life has been taken up with operating a machine out in the basmidical mine. So, um, anyway, what was I going to say? The sheriff fell silent for a brief moment. He looked lost in thought. The rich foodie smell grew in intensity and Bart's stomach gurgled an acknowledgement. Ah, yes. Shut your hole, a bubble. You're distracting me. Right. Back to Scrumptonian eight and a quarter, which, like I was saying, is a cold, fallow time of year. All the harvests have been gathered and packed, freeze-dried, and made ready for the arrival of the Jupiterian bulk harvesters. The sheriff eyeballed Nancy before speaking again. Nancy sensed something more than suspicion was behind the stare. It was as if he expected her to nod in agreement. There is no better night to be a Martian than during Scrumptolian eight and a quarter. It is the night of the EDM race, and when all the Martian priests leave their tabernacle to bless the harvest. If you're into that sort of thing. Anyways, we'd all gathered around the Underdawn platform south of Mars City. You won't have seen it because we came in from the west, but it's the biggest spaceport on Mars, and where the bulk carriers land in, what used to land in. Remarkable ships, the bulk carriers. They look a lot like Gondorian splinks, but more roundy, with six gomtricles instead of five. I always wanted to be part of a Jupiterian bulk carrier crew, you know, ever since I was a lad. Unfortunately, I was too important for that job and never signed up. The sheriff stared wistfully into the middle distance. There was a sort of benign magic to those spaceships. To be part of a crew of one must have been incredibly good for expanding the mind, although... Whatever sight I'd have seen and thoughts I'd have had from interplanetary adventure would now be confined to some other realm, now that Sozman Borkstapple has had all those crews killed. Smart man, Sozman. Kill everyone more daring and intelligent than you, and you become all-powerful. It's just a pity the man is such a simpleton. There mightn't be anyone left in the solar system by the time he's finished. The sheriff continued staring wistfully into the middle distance as he spoke. Bobble used the opportunity to lean over to Nancy and whisper. Sorry, 
The sheriff is an incredibly important man, but he's rubbish at telling stories. I'll fill you in later on what's going on. It's easier just to let him ramble on when he gets like this. Oh, I suppose it is, agreed Bart, who had caught the whisper. How would you know? snapped a bobble. I don't, but the man is at least partly a flute, so it stands to reason. Breakfast is ready, announced a voice from below. Martina, who had been studiously throwing marbles at the wall again, dropped the last of them and stood upright. Grab your buckets by the hatch, she yelled. One at a time, shouted him. Let the sheriff go first. He's the most important of ye. And so, with a couple of dipples worth of food preparation completed and six steaming buckets of food neatly arranged in the front of the hatch and a smiling Martina presiding over the collection of the buckets, the sheriff hobbled Bart, Nancy, Budded Onford, walked down to level one, collected the food and returned to the table. This is the best food I have ever tasted, said Bart. It was hard for him to speak. He was scooping lumps of the food between the bucket and his mouth so fast that it had very little time to say anything. Nancy agreed, but only in the form of a nod. You don't need to be polite, said the bobble. Everyone knows Martian food is rotten. Aye, agreed the sheriff. If I was being perfectly honest a minute ago, I'd have said the main reason I wanted to join a Jupiterian bulk harvester crew was for the food. After a lifetime of Martian food, you crave something tasty. Even if it means leaving everyone and everything you know to go off to parts unknown in an extraterrestrial interplanetary spacecraft. But this food is nice, interrupted Bart. Ha, if it's so nice, then why are you shoveling it down your gullet so fast you can't taste it? Hubble, Bododa and Flirt all laughed at the sheriff's question. Bart would have replied, but his mouth was too full. He was also prioritising eating over speaking at that time. Calm down, Mr. Bart, laughed the Bobble. You have no teeth in your stomach. How do you know that, Gobbersnatch? Archers could have teeth on the inside or earlobes for all we know. When you assume you've tried to figure things out based on what you've seen and know, which is a mistake, and the reason of Bobble Gobbersnatch will never be the name of a Martian law enforcement official. At least not while I'm the sheriff. Do ye archers have teeth on the inside of your earlobes? asked the Bobble. Bart shook his head. No, replied Nancy. And we like to be called humans. That proves nothing, said the sheriff. He thought for a moment. They could just be lying. He thought for yet another moment and asked. Wait, wasn't I explaining the plot? Just before the food generated. Confusing the plot would be a better description, muttered Bart. He got a swift kick to the shin from Nancy's ESA-issued boot for his mutterance. Whisht, she whispered. There's no need to be rude. Ahem. No, Sheriff, said a bobble loudly. You were done with that. And had started talking about the Nangleball game. All right, Hubble. I don't remember talking about Nangleball. Good job you reminded me. Anyways, everyone always says that the best Nangleball games always end in a draw, which is true, but only technically true, because all the best Nangleball games end in a moral victory, which is a different thing to a draw. Sheriff? asked Nancy. Now, when I was young, I was a great Nangleball player. Sheriff, asked Nancy in a slightly louder tone. Well, I still am a great Nangleball player, only I don't play it anymore. What would all that has been going on with those Jupiterians? Sheriff, asked Nancy in a very loud tone. It was aimed at getting the sheriff's attention, but overshot the mark and got everyone eaten on the first three tiers of the canteen's attention. They waited for her to speak again. Is there a way for myself and Bart to get to Jupiter? She asked. The question was followed with a silence 
Nazi felt the need to fill with an explanation. Uh, we need to find our commander and... Um, sorry, uh, Martina, the, the thing you said, the Shertubian uh, thing. Saw him being kidnapped by Jupiterians earlier. And we need to contact him. And some colleagues we have who, who are orbiting Mars. And contact the Earth. The silence that followed Nancy's explanation was broken by Martina herself, who shouted up the word, Yes! And followed it with, Let me explain. You simply apply the Amergon pressure usually applied to the surface craft and set it in motion above the atmosphere. I've been experimenting with these three scale model Amergon balls. See? She threw a small marble onto the floor and tossed a larger one against it. The smaller marble shot forward bounced onto the first level of the canteen and rolled under a table. I'm not sure physics works like that, suggested Nancy. What's physics? asked Martina. Um, science, the study of the universe. You mean magic? No, no, I mean um, the basis of space travel. Space travel depends completely on the size of the Amergon ball used, unless you want to make use of the Antiglobian spire, but I wouldn't recommend it. You should listen to Martina Nancy, advised Bubble. She's the foremost expert in space travel on Mars. All right, then why are you making breakfast and not exploring space? Who in the right mind would want to visit outer space? No, I think I leave that place to the Jupiterians. Thank you very much. But you said it was possible for myself and Bart to travel to Jupiter. It is, but it will involve a visit to the Underdawn platform which is a good 10-minute walk south of the city. Would you show us? Sorry, I'm busy. The lunchtime rush will be starting soon. Get the sheriff or one of those three other numpties you came in with to do it. Nancy turned to the sheriff and asked, Would you? No, said the sheriff. It would be unimaginably dangerous and foolish to attempt a journey to Jupiter. Even if we survived it, we'd be killed stone dead the minute we stepped out of the rocket ship. Exactly, agreed a bubble. And mark my words... It'll have to be a remarkably dangerous thing for the sheriff to be afraid of it. I'm afraid of nothing, contradicted the sheriff. And I'll take all five e to Jupiter to prove it. Let's go. He then stood up, marched down the stairs and headed for the door. He was followed silently and seemingly instinctively by Buddha and Flirt. A bobble followed Buddha and Flirt, but in a less enthusiastic way. It seemed more of a hesitant but curious follow. Nancy nodded to Bart. They both filled in behind the bobble and all six were soon out of the canteen and walking a dusty path. And so it was for mid-afternoon on the first morning of the first mission to Mars. Six eaten breakfast, two ESA mission specialists, two bit part posse members, one Martian sheriff, one Martian machine operator, one kidnapped ESA mission commander and a quest to rescue him of sorts. To be fair, only Nancy was keen to find Jerry. The other five were just tagging along out of a want for something better to do. And that's it for chapter five. Bit of a mishmash, but we'll pick up with chapter six and I'll, I'll cut it down to ten minutes. Fair play if you followed this far and chat to you next time. Nice one.